0: What we do here is go back, 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 back.
1: I think that they can be good. I think both sides of the ball need to just bring in their own guys to curate their ideal team for the scheme. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. I'm Micah McDonald. With me, as always, is Andy McDonald. And boy, oh boy, are we looking good for that NFL draft. It's rough. Lost to the Colts. Shouldn't have done that. Touched on that in a minute. A lot of stuff to get into. Andrew, how's it going? I don't want to ask how are you, argue because I kind of know yeah. how
0: you are. But No, it's not going well. Um, I guess same answer. But, yeah, it's just... Uh... This is uh, the lowest of the lows as far as the Raiders are concerned. You know, some tough losses, losing 17-point leads. And then, um, you know, I, we, we did talk, talk about it. You know, our, our prediction were, was that the Raiders were going to um, beat the Colts, firing Frank Reich, hiring Jeff Saturday on a Monday, showing up on a Sunday and beating us. Um, that was tough. So I think this is peak state of the Raiders just being the uh, thorn in our calf Achilles. It's one of those. I think it's calf. Um just it's it's just not fun. It's just it, it's not cool. I don't know. I'm I'm lost. I'm lost for words. We'll we'll get into it. Um but let's jump into the recap real quick. Um we'll talk we're we're gonna do a quick recap, a quick preview. Um we are playing the Broncos um this Sunday um and have already previewed that so um I think the more important thing is to talk about the like we discussed, um, the Raiders' future, um, state of the state, seeing where we're at. So, Micah, I will leave you to discuss your thoughts quickly around the uh, Colts-Raiders game on this previous Sunday.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was rough. I I said that there was no way that they could lose this team. I also said that's probably why I'm going to jinx them and they're going to lose. And then I went back on it and said, but they're not going to lose. And then they did. So it was very rough. Rough game to watch. Uh, I mean, it came down to the end, but I think the bigger underlying thing is that if we truly were who we thought we were, you know, that game shouldn't have been close. We should have won that game. We shouldn't have been, you know, bringing it down to the end on trying to trying to squeak one out. Granted, we kind of got fucked on Jalen Brown just not falling on a fumble. Uh, I don't know if it was him, Um, but one of our linebackers just trying to pick a fumble up. Blatantly missing it, not falling on it. We were up twenty to nineteen at the time. Probably would have sealed things for the most part, or at least, you know, got it down to where we could, you know, run the clock out a bunch and then, you know, have to get defense to stop. But anyways, it just sucked because, of course, they bring Matt Ryan in after I was pounding the table about how Sam Ellinger was going to start. (laughs) Um, I don't know why we didn't necessarily see that coming, just because you know, Saturday coming in, going back to the guy they brought in, you know, trying to trying to restart the ship or whatnot. But it's just tough when Matt Ryan's running for 40 yards and no one's even near him and people are coasting and what seems like kind of, you know, quitting on some plays and just playing like shit in general. So it, it was tough to watch. You know, we still put up points, uh, but they put up more. So that's what happens when you lose a football game and Going up against a, a Saturday who came in on a Monday but showed up on a Sunday, you know, you expect to win those games and you don't. So, it is what it is at this point, our season. I mean, I think at this point, like them coming back and doing well in the second half of the season is just almost kind of detrimental at this point because I don't think there's, I mean, we'd have to win out to have any shot in hell at making the playoffs, um, which spin zone, if this team can just win out that's a lot of momentum going into the playoffs. That's a lot of, uh, you know, team of destiny type stuff that we kind of got those vibes last year, but I'm not counting on it because things are just in much of dismay at the moment. But yeah, all all around. Very disappointed, very upset, not happy. Yeah. I I mean, I think it's
0: uh, quite frankly, just just the most embarrassing thing of all time, really. You know, it's it's a team that a team that we had expectations to be even more talented, more competitive this year coming off of a, uh, a season that we made the playoffs um, losing to the Bengals and and, in a tight game. So everything going into the off season um, with our acquisitions, with uh, the new change in coaching and the GM bringing in Ziegler, everything like that was, was trending up. And the the only caveat about our ascension for this year was the fact that the AFC West is a, going to be tough. Well, spoiler, um, the Broncos suck. Mike could call that from a mile away. Um, and the chargers are the chargers still. So to have a team that, that is two and seven right now, and, and to be where we are is, is, and we're not used to expectations, but like last year, it was like, we were just happy to be there kind of deal. Right. It was like a team that we knew was, um, not as talented, to To make the playoffs, um, and, and in comparison to other teams, the juggernauts of the world's um, Bengals, Chiefs, Bills, and within the AFC, right? But um, yeah, just to lose that game was just, I think it it, it made you wonder a lot of things, certainly, um, but also about our future, kind of what we're doing, and, and especially in a, in a restart, it was kind of like a, a re, you know, kind of like a recharge, where it's like, hey, we have our core. We we made some additions with Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, brought in um, a new regime. So whenever you have a new head coach and a new GM, it's like, okay, wherever are we just completely burning this thing down? It's like, we weren't that team because um, it it was a team that was just like, we're going to get the right coaching staff. We had to do what we had to do with John Cruden, right? Um, and he had to resign, obviously. Um, we chose to not move forward with Rick Passaccia, but ultimately like it was – the expectations were so much higher and not even like, not like, Hey, we're going to be Super Bowl contenders. It's just like, we're just not supposed to be two and seven. So losing to the Colts with that team where they were with their circus act that they brought in. um, It was just at home. It was just uh, one of those things where I, and and I I think I've talked about this where we're both loyal Raider fans, right? Um, Diehards. And, um, at times, it's been disru- disruptive, I would say, to my household. And 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 the rule was, I w- if the Raiders lost, I would get one hour to um, be upset about it. Um, I called my wife after the game and just said, I'm just done. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with how it affects me. I'm done with this team, just for this year. Like it, it's let's just have a good Sunday, you know. And it's not like shout out me, but it's just like one of those things where that's the point where I'm at, where I'm just. I'm over it. And and I, exactly what you said, like, if we make a run, I think it's going to be more detrimental to our team. And this is the toughest schedule or not the toughest schedule. One of the tougher, I guess you'd call it thirds of our schedule um, that we're going to be facing after um, the Broncos. So I, I am at a loss for words, which is usually not the case. So, um, do you want to preview the Broncos game? Um, or, or I guess we can summarize it's the Broncos we played them before we won at home. We're on the road. 105. Broncos are favored by two. Um, this team has since we've played them, um, traded Bradley Chubb. KJ Hamler is out with an injury. Cortland Sutton's still there. So it'll be interesting matchup, but we are playing a mile high. Raiders are two and seven. Broncos are three and six, I believe. Um, and We'll see how we match up against them. Any thoughts on this upcoming game? Because I think really what we need to address is the state of the state of the Raiders.
1: Yeah, no, I think that, um, you know, I, I think the Broncos uh, are still frauds, have been frauds um, right across the right across the fore, forehead and the, the scarlet letter of F. I think that we can go out here and win this game. I wholeheartedly expect us to. That's not going to mean much, I'll be honest with you. It is what it is. I'm kind of in the same situation with you. I I feel like Sunday, I was just kind of like, I'm done letting this just ruin my Sunday. And I'm done having you know my wife be like, are you still upset? Is this going to ruin our whole day? (laughs) But nonetheless, Broncos game, I think we're going to beat them. I think we should beat them. I've said this every single week. I do feel like at this point, I don't expect us to beat anybody, but I think the Broncos are much more fraudulent than we are. And I mean, go out there and and get a W and and once again, sweep them this season. So,
0: yeah, I think at at this point, I I expect us to lose um, and a little little counter about what you were um, speaking on. Um, But I I mean, I think we're we're a better team, but I have thought we're a better team in the last probably eight eight of the last nine games outside of the, the Chiefs game. So, yeah i i don't expect much this is a very very sad podcast that so we're <laughs> not sad but like depressing negative um but i i think that you know we're underdogs going into denver i think that in true raiders fashion they'll probably go out there and take a victory but as far as my predictions go um i think that i think we will win which is just basically the opposite of what i want to happen at this point but yeah, it's, it just sucks, man. It just sucks at this point where we – it's not like shout out us or Raider Nation, but, like, man, like, we weren't even, like, speaking anything into existence of, like, oh, we can actually be a lot better. It's like everyone was saying, like, look at this team that made the playoffs. Look at their their core. Look at the additions. Look at McDaniels and him and Carr and, and what it can do for the offense. Like, this, that, and the other. Like, there were so many different things that were – going in our way in a positive, positive way. That is just like fucking a man, you know, just fucking a, <laughs> but, um, we will, um, we'll talk more about that, but, um, we will move into our betting segment, uh, which Micah handled last week. Thank you again for your service of handling the betting segment and the whole podcast. Um, before we do that, Micah tell the people who this episode is brought to us Just Raider Nation, just Raider Nation, us, we,
1: bye. Absolutely. So just imagine that your kicker's lining up for an onside kick. Chances of regaining possessions are slim. Stakes are high. Tension, even higher. Your pulse, racing. He kicks, and you watch as the ball lands. Make every play feel this exciting with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and their unbeatable offers right now. New customers can make any $5 NFL bet and get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, check this out. In addition to the usual bet, everyone can boost their winnings with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. We talked about how we're going to go to the Raiders game Uh, a little underwhelming, though it'll be fun to go see the stadium, see the team play. Uh, Not excited about how that game might turn out, but as we mentioned We are going to put some money on whatever the RTP bets of the week are that week. And, you know, to be honest with you, if we're able to, I'm going to make things even sweeter. I'm going to throw down on stepped up, same game parlays. And I can do that, albeit we'll be there for one Sunday. But anyone can do that once per game day, the whole season long. Go download DraftKings Sportsbook app now. And use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. if Your team wins. Just place a $5 bet on any football game. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
0: Well, great ad. Great read. I mean, McConaughey jumped in. You jumped in. It was great. Once again, thank you for holding it down last week. Let's review the tape um, as far as how the bets went. And let's do this thing. So this is the RTP betting segment of the week. As always, we like to review the tape like we did with the Raiders, and they suck. We are so disappointed. But let's see how we're doing on the betting side of things. So, Micah, I, I, ultimately, I, I don't feel, regardless of the results, I don't feel like this is a bad week, right? We had a three-game parlay where Micah took the Dolphins over the Browns. yes. Titans over the Broncos, yes. Seahawks over the Bucks. Bucks ended up winning. That was 100 the right direction to go. Could have been the going from the Pacific Northwest over to Germany. Um, maybe the Bucks have found their rhythm, um, but ultimately the Seahawks did not win
1: that parlay. The uh, the RTP parlay was over before people even had breakfast. That was the unfortunate. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that that was the case, and that that
0: comes with it. Sometimes you bet on a Thursday night game, which you're not allowed to like I have done. And um, it's, it's over before you even hear the podcast, but yeah, unfortunately you didn't lose that one. Um, we lost that one. And honestly, it's a, you know how it's been this whole year. Sometimes the Bengals lose to the jets, right? We're going to take a pause in this segment to give my daughter a kiss before her nap. And we're back. But on the brighter side of things, you had the commanders on the underdog game of the week. Commanders plus 11. Did you guys watch Monday night? Come on, son. The Commanders, raise your left hand. They took the dub against the Eagles. Just depleted their undefeated season. Um, They covered that, certainly. And honestly, if it was Commanders minus 11, they would have covered that, too. So, great pick by you, Micah. Nice job. Lock of the week. Raiders over Colts. I'm sorry, but everyone and their mom had this game as a Raiders victory as did we unfortunately it they did not cover they did not win Raiders did not beat the Colts not your fault it's not your fault sorry it's not your fault loser leaves town game Rams over Cardinals now here's what I'll tell you is that Kyler Murray was ruled out i believe it was saturday so he was already ruled out we knew it was a Colt McCoy game and then and obviously we you know you recorded on a thursday but Stafford wasn't ruled out until late, and I i will tell you, hand I'm like, Rams, no doubt, right? Rams are going to take this thing. They end up trotting out, what's his name, Wofford, right? Um, they tried that guy out. It was Wofford against McCoy. It was just such a dumb game, and really loser leaves town game. Um, and the Rams did not beat the Cardinals, unfortunately. So they lost that one, one for four. But once again, I think the Seahawks, that was a no-doubter. Should have beat the Bucs. Raiders, we've already addressed this. Should have taken care of business. And then Rams over Cardinals, late scratch for Stafford. I thought you did well and represented the team. So thank you overall. Now, going into this current week, we have our three-game parlay. So let's rip through it. Bills over Browns had a bad loss against the Vikings. They're going to take care of business. The Browns suck um deshaun watson come back comes back next week um against the texans which is hilarious but bills are going to take care of the browns eagles tough loss as we mentioned micah's commanders took care of them on monday night they're going to take care of the colts on sunday and then chiefs on sunday night football they're going to la to play the chargers they're going to take care of the chargers chargers suck they're frauds they shouldn't even have a winning record a winning record right now, as you saw on Sunday night. They get back-to-back Sunday night games, by the way, um, which is something interesting. But Bills over the Browns, Eagles over the Colts, Chiefs over the Chargers. Let's do this thing. Underdog of the week. Give me the Bears, plus three over Atlanta. Now, Bears did lose to the Lions at home. Not cool. But I don't think this is an Atlanta team that can actually go – Strike for strike with the Bears as far as the um, points are concerned, as far as the offense is concerned. I think this is going to be a weird game, certainly, but giving three, getting three points on the road in Atlanta, come on, son. Justin Fields in a dome. He's going to run for about 200 yards. That's the underdog of the week. Now, the lock of the week, Bengals. Coming back home, coming back to what was comfortable, just – I loved you. I loved you, Bengals. You let me down, but gosh dang it, I can't beat you here. Bengals are minus four against the Steelers. Steelers beat the Saints last week at home. That's why I'm loving the minus four. I don't think it's going to be close. These two teams are not close. I think this Bengals team off of a bye is going to come into Pittsburgh, take care of business. They have a chance. I mean, they're not in the playoff picture right now. They have a chance to make a run right now. I think Bengals minus four. That is the lock of the week. And then Steelers, no, sorry, not Steelers. Steelers are going to lose. That's the point. Loser leaves town game. The Rams are back at it again. They're just on the other side of it. Saints over the Rams. Micah tried to go to bat for you guys, didn't work out. You guys let us down. We're going to go Saints over the Rams. Loser leaves town. I do think that. The Saints are in such a lose-lose situation, which is, feels like the Raiders' spot right now. We're going to talk about that. But the Saints aren't good, and they don't have their first-round pick. Guess who the first-round pick that was acquired by the Saints? It's the Eagles. The Eagles currently have a top – I think it's number four overall draft pick that is owned – the Eagles own it, and that's the Saints pick that they have because they made a trade. So Saints, their season's going to – Somersville. I think they start Jameis. I think they roll it out. Andy Dalton the experience is over outside of what you guys did to us against the Raiders. Um, I think the Saints take the Rams. I think Stafford's out. Again, Cooper Cup is on the IR. I think this is a downhill trend for the Rams, unfortunately. And they have um, actually some optimism because if they do have a losing record, they'll have a high draft pick. Actually, just kidding. They do not because they traded all that stuff away when they said, fuck them picks. So just to recap, three-game parlay, Bills over Browns, Eagles over Colts, Chiefs over Chargers. Give me the underdog with the Bears, plus three at Atlanta. Give me the lock of the week with the Bengals, minus four at the Steelers. And give me the loser leaves Town Saints. You will not be a loser, at least for this week. But you guys are losers because you're not going to make the playoffs, and you also gave your pick to the
1: Eagles. Thanks for that, because they're a juggernaut. Thoughts? That was absolutely amazing um i love i love the fact that you are jumping on the justin fields wagon i mean with how he's playing no-brainer absolute no-brainer so i love it Uh, a lot more confident in yours than i was in mine and i was pretty confident in mine so (laughs) we shall see how it pans out ours my friend ours
0: this is us as as we will have to be united when we go to vegas and really i think that outside of going to the game um as you mentioned not a good record not gonna be a fun game to watch potentially it'll just be a fun experience we gotta ride the rtp parlay and if that thing hits which it will we'll have a great time in two weeks so stay tuned well i think we just talk about it let's talk about the elephant in the room now a little pivot as as you guys have known have known can see that we usually recap the the previous game we'll preview the game coming up but at this point the Raiders are two and seven I'm not we're not saying that the season's over even though it probably is but I think this is where you have to just step back reevaluate where we're going been a lot of news about should we fire McDaniels which was silly a couple weeks ago now has actually kind of seemed like this is not working right and then you and then you have to look at the car thing right so it's like is it when davis brings in mcdaniels is this a thing where you know you could talk about the buyout with mcdaniels contract right but then you also have to say okay this is year nine for car we're at a certain spot and, and part of us retooling recharging i believe i said earlier i'm um, retooling with new head coach some acquisitions the team just made the playoffs we're in a let's win now kind of state right it's not working out, and and clearly there's a number of issues that we can address. I think the biggest thing we have to address, and which is why we wanted to pivot a little bit, is where do we go? Do we the the fork in the road? And and I don't know if I told you this or mentioned I'm on my podcast. Actually, I've just had unfortunate amount of conversations about hey, how what are your thoughts on the Raiders, right? But I think there's a fork in the road with with McDaniel's and with Carr, um, and and Davis has to make a decision. So. At this point, I think it's do you completely buy into the tear not, not a teardown, which it seems like because we're two and seven bright, but like there there is something that is fair to say that McDaniels needs an opportunity to build the team with Siegler that he wants, um, with the players that he needs, understanding our roster, cap, everything like everything like that, right? So um my question to you. Is that where, where I guess, before I just lead you here, let's just pause. Where are you at with this team? What do you feel about the future? What do we do, right? Let's start there and then let's let's get into it.
1: Well, first thing I'll say is, luckily we're not in Soviet Russia because road forks you in Soviet Russia. So you don't fork the road, but we are there, you're correct. And it's interesting you bring that up because I, I wanna say within the next day or so, there's going to be an article from Just Blog Baby that I wrote, talking about whether you like it or not. Josh McDaniels is not the problem. So, stay tuned for that. That will be retweeted. It'll be out there, so you guys can check it out. But basically, where I'm at with things is that, um, you know, I feel like I feel like it's tough uh, because I, I dive deeper into it in the article. But a lot of the issues that we have this year. Are kind of underlying issues that we came across last year as well and things that kind of been here before Zeigler and McDaniels and the new regime came into play Um, I do think that they do need time to be able to create this team around their scheme offense and defense I would argue that the defensive side is even more important that um, you get the players that fit your scheme Uh, I think that Josh McDaniels Patrick Graham, they are working the best they can with John Gruden's guys. You know, prior to this, we had a three-year build of all John Gruden's guys, really all of Rich Pisaccia's guys too. Um, and that coaching staff for the most part. You know, they built that team. So now you go into this and a team that was all in on John Gruden and his scheme and his his way of things. Now you got a new guy in here, and we don't, you know. Nobody you know outside of that building knows what you know goes on and, and is what what's happening in there in regards to whether guys are buying in or not. But it seems like as of late, with the fact that Carr literally called people out, Devontae Adams literally called players out too, about not buying in, not you know, being a hundred percent and not playing hard, not playing hundred percent, not practicing the right way, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think you've got a good half of the team that is still Gruden's people and, um, you know, that aren't, aren't fully bought in. So I think that when you have something along those lines, you got to be able to wean out the bad, bring in some more of the good, um, and just give him the time to, to create this thing the way that he's expected to. The reason he got brought in, I mean, you're going to fire the guy after nine weeks um, or ten weeks, nine games, trying to run a team that was curated uh, by someone else. And yes, last week or last year, we were a playoff team. We went 10-7. and We squeaked in. But people forget that this team squandered down the middle of the season last year as well. This offense was sputtering. This offense was great one game, terrible the next. Great one half, terrible the next. They just, you know, the ball bounced our ways in in getting wins. But through 11 weeks last year, we were 5-5. and We had three straight losses to the Giants, Chiefs, and Bengals. And really the Ravens and Dolphins overtime wins, we kind of got lucky with. we had some things happen, fall our way and we got the W's. You take away those two games. we're sitting at three and seven, same situation we're kind of in right now and there's a whole different narrative of what this season looks what that season looked like. And playoffs probably wasn't in the picture for that. So I think we're having a lot of issues with just you know it's just not bouncing our way this year. you know this team I don't I don't feel like this team's a whole lot different. Than we were last year. Now, granted, we brought some people in. We were expected to be different. um, But at the same time, you've got a whole new system, a whole new regime, a whole new group of people. And you hope that you can just take off where you start, where you left off, take off from where you left off, whatever the saying is. But I think that unfortunately, we're seeing the bad side of what could possibly happen. But it's you're naive if you think that this wasn't a possibility, unfortunately. And, you know, I, I think one big thing. In regards to Carr's situation, he's never had someone that is pushing him uh, from the number two quarterback position. He's always been the guy. There's always been turnover. Like there's always been, you know, the next, the next group of coaches and GMs coming in think they can fix it, and then they're not able to. Uh, but he's never had someone to push him really, and had anybody that like could potentially take his job. You know, not that they would, but with the position that the Raiders are in, more than likely going to have one would assume a top 10 draft pick um, and with the strength of this quarterback class this year, I would be hard pressed. They need to draft a quarterback and not even necessarily to move on from car right away, but to have someone that could be his predecessor that can be there and push him. And frankly, if a season like this happens, have a rookie guy that you can throw in there and be like, let's see what we got in him." We just don't have that. And it's just like, until that comes along, you know, Carr's just going to be the guy. He's gonna. It's going to be his. It's not even his job to lose because he's not going to lose this job to Jared Stidham. Um, to be honest right. with you, but sorry, do you mind if I jump in? Because I, I think this is this is definitely where I wanted to go,
0: and it is, now might be turned into an interview of you because with that, right? It's it's a fantastic point, right? Carr over the last nine years has not had someone, and and I think some of it has been um, organically. And I think some of it has been intentionally, right? Where he hasn't had a guy that has pushed him. Be like if you aren't executing every week, right? You you might lose your job. So um, take Carson Wentz, Taylor Heineke, whatever you want to take, right? So for in this situation, I'll, I'll just I'll just read you the contract real quick. So Carr got extended this year, right? We re-upped him, which we're excited about because hey, short term deal. This is what we we expected and wanted. So after so in twenty twenty three, so if, if we complete the season, our dead cap hit is five mil, right? of car now compared to a salary that he would be bringing which would be 32 okay so he'd be on the books for 32 million and then a um a dead cap hit of five million which is not much compared to how certain things are structured now if you're in a complete if if you're in a situation to take a, a quarterback top five right which is where we might end up it do you even entertain the offer of of that, right? Because it's so fascinating with the Raiders are currently the number two. They're slotted at number two overall to, to pick in the draft, right? I don't think that's where they're going to end up. I think they're going to, they're going to win some games that they are just a better team. And and we could have, we could be anywhere from two to eight or nine, right? Quarterback class has two main guys, which is Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. And then you bring in Will Levis, you bring in a, a few the Florida guy, the Miami guy, whatever you want to call it, Right? So, in that sense, unless we're completely bottoming out and at the one to the two slot with Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, I think that decision is easier, right? But understanding another year of McDaniel's and Ziegler, where they can reshape and retool that our 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 roster and our offense and defense, whatever, right? Do we really pick a quarterback at let's say eight, right? Let's just say, do we take Will Levis at eight? knowing what that means and then in in that sense it's like this is not the nfl that we were brought up on it's like you would draft a quarterback to develop and it was like the aaron Rodgers thing where it's like take three or four years be under someone that you're not going to get in the game right but these guys are ready to go and you kind of need to know who they are sooner than later right so when from your vantage point if we're in that kind of five to eight area where you can take a difference maker on one of the sides, whether it's an O lineman, a D lineman, um, Jalen Carter, Will Will Anderson, I don't know if that's the name. I don't know. Why I'm blanking on it. Um, but Alabama, right? So the quarter, there's going to be a quarterback run. It's Will Anderson, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, for some reason, it didn't seem confident, right? But it's like you take a difference maker and say, "Hey, let's just run this thing back." You know, like wh- what are you going <clears throat> What are you going to do if you're outside of the C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, mold, right? And, and then have a chance to be like, this roster is close and I think we can make some difference because we do have a good amount of cap for the free agency cycle where we can sign some guys and we can also, whatever, give McDaniels and Ziegler another year. So sorry, I'm saying a lot, but like, what are your thoughts on if we fall into that range, which I think we will in that picking anywhere from five to 11, right? Like, do we go all in on our court? go all in on a quarterback or do we just sit there and say, Hey, let's just redo this thing. Because the biggest thing is if we cut car, it's just five million dead cap. And then we're going to go on Will Levis and there's a ripple effect there. So pause for a second, just your thoughts on, on that whole thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, that does make it tough because, you know, if, if we're there for Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, I think you take them no matter what a thousand percent, Mm -hmm. you know, looking at, you know, the way the draft order is at the moment, like you said, we probably won't be in the same position. But currently, if you look at the top six currently, you've got Houston, Raiders, Panthers, Philly, Jacksonville, and then the Bears. You know, obviously those top three are with us and and Houston and uh, Carolina could potentially take a quarterback in either of those top three situations. After that, Thing to shake around and, you know, kind of jump up and down, um, do some things, obviously. But like those other three teams don't need quarterbacks. <laughs> so if they end up, you know, if we end up moving down, they end up moving up. There's a chance we could still kind of, you know, land one of those guys at five or six. I feel like there's a possibility. But anyways, regardless, if we're at that position, those two guys are off the board. Yes, I think it makes it easier to just be like, let's run it back, run it with car, see where things happen. I honestly think that McDaniels is here to stay. I think if we run it back and there's another season, we have another season next year like we do this year, I still think he might be there. But I think that's going to be like, you need to fucking move on from Carr. You need to be done with it. We need to draft somebody. We need to get someone in here. We need to make a big splash for whatever reason. Um, I I don't think the leash is super, super long, but I do think that McDaniels will be here going into year three of his contract, regardless of where we sit. That's just my opinion. But... Nonetheless, it's one of those things where, you know, it's when there's so many difference makers out there that could possibly be there at an eight or a nine, you know, it's hard to take someone like Will Levis unless you just feel very strongly. But I also think that drafting someone and still starting Carr and letting them learn behind him, because if there's anything that we know, Carr is the ultimate professional. He has so much loyalty to the Raiders. He knows how to prepare well. He's a great guy. He's a great person to learn under. Um, when it comes down to it, he's, I just don't think he's up there in regards to having the physical abilities to win a championship. But he's a great person to mm-hmm. come up behind, learn behind. So the whole drafting someone to learn behind him, kind of like you, what you talked about. I, like I would be, I would be, like I would be excited for them to kind of do that, even if stroud or bryce young came in you know what i mean mm-hmm. just to see where it went now granted if they were able to trade trade car you know pre-draft day depending on what we got you know what i mean that would make sense yeah. And if you were gonna get one of those guys but at the same time you know that does make it harder and i think there we have a lot of needs i mean obviously the offensive line so if you can get the top tackle or offensive lineman i think you have to go that way because mm-hmm. nonetheless Carr is still a great starter I honestly just don't know if the Raiders are going to take that next step until they move on from him. To be perfectly honest with you, and it makes yeah. it easier to do that when you've got a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young. But yeah,
0: hundred percent. Yeah, and I, and I agree, and I, and I think that if if we do bottom out and we're at the one or two spot, and we're like we're taking a quarterback, we'll move off car, That that's an easy thing, right? Now, if if they end up winning five or six games, right, and and being in that six to to 12 range you know it's like it it, it does make it fascinating so i think the other thing about it is is where it's like this is a team that we have a core that is ready to win now but we also don't have the the funnel of a um you know you could call it a a farm system that that's coming up to where it's like hey this team can be great you know so that will then require for you to hit on draft picks and, and free agency and everything like that right but I think the Carr McDaniel's Davis thing and future and and everything could be its own podcast, so we can just table that for now. But I just you know just want to get your thoughts there. But I think the other thing too that that I've been thinking of is like okay, so what about Patrick Graham, right? So it's like he has ties to, I think he doesn't have it, it's the same thing as McDaniel's where he doesn't have his personnel that he needs, right? Um, and and he also is someone that is not directly tied. So car or sorry, uh, McDaniel's is tied to Ziegler, um, and Graham is like a you can familiarize them because he was a previous Patriot and similar scheme and everything like that. Like, do you think Graham needs to go? You know, do you think it's it's time to move off of that? And then, and then if so, it's like, well, I don't know who we have that, that can take over that. But like, it, it, is it, is it one of those things where it's like, we just need to address this to make the defense better, the offense, give them time. And then we can be where we need to be next year, right. Early next year, whatever it is. Right like Graham doesn't seem like he has either he doesn't have the players or he doesn't have what it takes to to be the guy because I think the, the Giants have been a lot better without him as well, right, At calling the defense. So someone that I had stood on the table for, by the way, hand up. Like I, I was like, this dude is like legit. What are your thoughts with Graham?
1: Well, I will say I, you can't uh, knock the fact that the Giants did go move over to Wink Martindale. Is that what his name is or whatever, yep. whatever his name it's not like there's some like, you know, slouch defensive coordinator that's coming in and just picking up where Graham left off and doing better. Can't discredit the fact. But I, I think it's the same thing to be honest with you. I think Graham needs some time. I think that, you know, his defense I feel like he's probably I feel like he's simplifying a lot of things for this defense with the players that we have because it's not quite, you know, it's not his guys. It's not all the type of guys that probably fit his scream the best. And so When he has to simplify things, that just makes it more simplified for the offenses that they're playing to be able to scheme against them, right? And so I think that's the same situation. And like I said, I think defense is even more important that you have the guys for your scheme to fit that. So I think that, yes, he's got Patriots ties. Maybe we brought him in because of that. I think we have a chance to succeed in this defense. I think it's just kind of the same thing as the offense. It's just it's all like looks like it's down the drain and in the tanks and on fire right now because things are just bad and they're just not going well. But I think both sides of the ball need a chance to bring their guys in fully, Have you know, have a full draft to, you know, draft the people that they need to, you know, bring in and whatnot. And I think they just need a chance. I don't think you can have nine games and then be unsuccessful and be like, well, they fucking suck, so get rid of them because it's also like, I, I don't know where they go from here and bringing someone else in on who would who would come in, who would interim for him or whatnot. But nonetheless, I just, I think he needs a chance to, I mean, his, I think he's got a lot less of a um, leash, a lot less of a leash than um, McDaniels does. But I still think, I mean, just doing my article and just looking at stats and stuff like that, like there are some things that have gone down, but what we have also seen is that I believe the Raiders are averaging more turnovers this year a game than they have last year. And that's not much, you know, but it's like the eyeball test, you know, I feel like watching this defense, yes, they are bad, right? I feel like watching them though, like I've seen things to be excited about, especially in the beginning of the year. I mean, you point to the probably those first five games where we lost by, you know, one score or less in games that completely could have turned things around. And you look at the halves that they played well. They played fucking good. They played great defense. They were getting to the quarterback. They were defending. And so you see flashes that that that's like the in comparison to my golf game. I get just enough good swings to feel like I should be doing good. And then I just do super shitty because I not have enough time to practice. I think that they can be good. I think both sides of the ball need to just bring in their own guys to curate their ideal team for the scheme and then figure out from there if it's working so it's just just get a time i think the raiders have just flipped around so many coaches for so long i mean we saw a three year tenure with with gruden and them and we saw you know we went to the playoffs like give them time to work this out and build their team get to where they're at because i do feel like we can succeed could be completely wrong no i think you're right and
0: and sorry. I think it's it's one of the things that you look at and say, like, we were supposed to be better and we're not. What the fuck, right? And at this point, I think the best thing to do is give it time. I think the more interesting questions are going to be around the, do we have time to give to these certain players, to the Derek cars of the world, to the Chandler Jones, right? And I think that's something that future us will certainly dive into. Um, but I just wanted to do a state of the state, and then I and I think the 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 Carr McDaniel's Davis thing like where do we go like I think it's it's going to be fascinating kind of like addressing that as we close the year but um yeah I, I think it's it's very good insight by you and and I think it, it's really hard to be patient right it's hard to be it, it's easier to be patient when you have a shitty team and you have a young quarterback and and you're like hey we're going to be picking top or whatever we can continue to build this thing but this is a team that. Was supposed to perform at least certainly better than two and seven but um you know we're here now and um i don't know it, it's it's hard to have answers and say like what direction we could go and i think there's there's going to be a fork in the road like you said um like i said then you referenced something <laughs> with uh with car and potentially adams and how that ties into it but we can address that in the next podcast until then radiation we try to be, as much as we can, optimistic. We try to be positive. We try to speak all that stuff into existence. It sucks right now. Uh, I think there is a possibility that we can make a run. This team plays up to what they're capable of. I think that there's a good chance we can take take on the Broncos, take on the Seahawks, take on the, the Rams, who's Cooper Cup. He's going to be out for that game. Matt Safford might be out for it. It's like there's, there's so many different ways that we could string together some wins, create some vibes and just roll into it. Um, don't like to leave you guys on a negative spin, but I think we just need to call it where it is and just say it sucks right now, but here we are. And um, Micah, thanks for letting me put you on the spot and basically interview you about, I was like, let's just switch back and forth on our state of the state. I, I'm like, I just want to just ask you questions because these are the things that are driving me crazy. Right. Um, there's going to be more to it, but um, until then, 105 pacific standard time gonna be going to mile high once again the broncos are favorites we are dogs let's be dogs let's go there take care of business great nation stand up love you guys um hang on okay hang on as long as you can we got this thing micah i love you let's, let's do this thing
1: love you too bruv uh, and as always we appreciate the love please share subscribe rate review give us those five stars on apple podcast go download DraftKings sportsbook code tppn get all your exclusive deals yeah we'll just we'll just see where this roller coaster goes i mean you know i think that we're gonna just continue to do up state of the state updates throughout the throughout the the year and just kind of see how this pans out but yeah hope you guys have a great week uh enjoy this raider game whatever that means to you and uh i'll talk to you next week peace